The scripture reading is from Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. He left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hand on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts but to wear sandals and not, put, and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Thank you, Ray, or wherever the disembodied voice is (laughs) that reads the scripture. So, how many of you were here last week? Do you recognize the clothes I'm wearing? Same clothes. I'm moving to Charlottesville, and uh, our moving truck arrives Tuesday, so everything I own is in a box somewhere. But in the scripture you just heard, Jesus said, when you go, take nothing with you except a walking stick. So I got, I got my walking stick. That's about all I, that's about all I have right now. And um, I brought this with me because I wanted to talk today a little bit about what it means to go home. In this scripture, Jesus is a narrative about Jesus going home. And, uh, you know, I like to think the home's where all your stuff is, right? I mean, that's a good... That's a good definition of what home is, where, where all your stuff is, where you're comfortable, where you're at ease, right? But in this narrative, Jesus goes home, and it was not, it was not a great experience. In fact, it's from his going home that Jesus first sent out the disciples two by two. And when he sent them out, he kind of sent them out with a warning, saying, when you go out there, it's not all going to be shade trees and lemonade okay he kind of referred to that and when you go all you're going to need is a walking stick now i'm just kind of curious for how many of you here do you would you say first united methodist church charlottesville is my home church let me see is it your home okay so most of you you use the word home to describe 
your church. I think that is a great... I'm an itinerant pastor. I tend to feel at home in any church. I really do. My, my, my brother, uh, is uh, he, he called me the other day, and he said, Gary, how's, how's your new church? <laughs> what did I tell him? Um, he, my brother's a lay speaker. He's in, on the trustees of his church. My dad is a great churchman. My grandfather was a Methodist preacher in Alabama. I, I'm at home in the church. I'm an itinerant elder in the Virginia Conference of the United Methodist Church. I go where I'm sent. So I have to feel at home. And it, I'm glad to hear that, that you feel at home, that home is a good word to use for our church, that we want to feel at home. Um, but in my message today, I want to talk a little bit about what is home in the context of this scripture, in the context of what Jesus experienced when he went home. And, and what you'll find, I think, is that when he went home, home wasn't necessarily that place of ease. It wasn't necessarily that place where he felt at home. Um, I don't know who feels at home. So when my brother called me, I told him, well, I had a few things to say about First United Methodist Church Charlottesville and uh, some of the challenges that you might be facing and uh, how I feel about being here and uh, being with you all as, you, as your previous pastor has left. and. I've been looking all over for you. Where, where have you been? Uh, Al. What are you doing here? Al, aren't, aren't you... Uh... Oh, I, I've kind of lost track of time since I've retired. Oh, retired. Uh, yeah. You see, I, I wanted to give you something. I, I was having... I couldn't remember because, you know, I'm, I've, I've been enjoying retirement so much that... Did I tell you I'm retired? Yes, I heard. I that was a rumor. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, I got real busy, and I, I wanted to give you this because I thought you would need it. You know, this is a shepherd staff. You're okay. The new shepherd here, and you know, since I'm retired, I, I told you I was retired. He's right? retired. Uh, okay. Well, since you're the new shepherd, you've got to have something to guide these sheep. Because listen, it's like herding cats with these. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, but they're good sheep. They're, they really are good sheep, and they need a good shepherd, you see. While I'm retired, you... You're you, retired. Yeah, I, I told you that. Well, Didn't would, I was retired? Yeah, why don't you go be retired yeah. then, you know? Oh, okay. I think I'll do that, you yes. know? I'm retired, so I'm going to go to Disney World. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, all right, so I... Uh, this this service has gone off the rails. Um, all right, so um, so Al has given me this, and I have this. Is what Jesus told me to carry, right? Uh, for those of you who are church folks and familiar with biblical um, metaphors, a shepherd's crook is a symbol that pastors use. It's a, it's a it's a symbol of pastoral the pastoral role or pastoral authority. It, it's a, the good shepherd. Now, it's a wonderful biblical symbol because in the time when the Bible was written, everybody knew what one of these was, and every family had one, most every family, and, and people knew how to use them. It was a very common um, 
symbol and tool that people knew how to use in the time of the scriptures. I have to tell you, though, I really don't see a lot of sheep anymore. I certainly don't know how to use one of these. Uh, is there anybody here who, who is, a, is a true shepherd of real sheep? Okay. So anyway, I've heard a lot of sermons, done a few, about, about teaching people about this. But I'm going to tell you, this really is not something with which I am intimately familiar. And I don't really carry a walking stick. But I do have something over here that I am very familiar with. This is a canoe paddle. Uh, I paddle canoes. I know the newsletter said kayaks, and there's a whole other sermon about why I'm not in a kayak. (laughs) We'll hear more than you want to know about canoes. But I want to tell you that while I don't really use a walking stick, and I'm not really a shepherd, I don't know much about sheep, I do know quite a bit about canoes and how to use this. And I'd like for you to take just a minute as we consider what it means to be at home in the church to go with me on a, on a metaphor, on a teaching about what this says, what I want to share with you about myself as a pastor and an itinerant elder in the Methodist church and you as congregants, members of a flock, okay, if you're sheep, say bah, bah, that's what, okay, I don't, I don't really get that, but would you go with me as I change the metaphor just a bit and I say that as a church, We are those who have launched out onto a body of water, a moving river that is the Spirit of God, the reign of God in this world, the kingdom of God that Jesus proclaimed. It is a mighty river, and it is rushing the direction that God is going. A church is a group of people who intentionally get into a canoe, and they launch that canoe out into that moving water. Okay, so how old is First Church? How many years old? 200 years old? Anybody? You don't know your own? All right, say you're 180 years old, right? 180 years ago, there was a group of followers of Jesus who took a canoe and they got out on that river where God was going and they called it First United Methodist Church or First Methodist or whatever they called it back then. Uh, my previous church had five names, you know. But they, they intentionally did that. They got together. They got in the boat. They got in the canoe. And they said, we're going where God's going. And one of the most beautiful things about the church is we believe that that truly is God's purpose for us. That we intentionally, by faith, get into the canoe and we launch out because we want to go where God is going. And here's the great thing about rivers. Rivers go where they're going to go. The canoe does not tell the river where it's going. In fact, it doesn't matter if you are a novice or if you are an expert. If you get in a canoe and you go out on the river, you are going to wind up in the ocean. Sometimes, somewhere, you may be broken into pieces. You may get snagged up for years. But you're going to wind up where the river is going. The question is, how beautiful are we? out on the water. I love, the, anybody been in a rapids, like on a canoe or in a kayak or in a raft? They're fun. It is really cool if you've ever been in a rapid to go down the rapids and you're paddling and you're, you're, you're zigzagging in and out. You go through the chutes. Woo! 
you know, the water slides at the, at the water parks. It's fun to be on the water. The water is refreshing. The water is powerful. The water gives you a sense that you are part of something bigger. So being on the water is a beautiful thing. And a church that gets out on the water and can be beautiful and skillful at going to those places that are wonderful, I think is the joy of being a Christian, of being a part of the body of Christ, is that we're out there and we're enjoying the river. But just as Jesus told his disciples when they went out there, he, he said some weird things. If you ever go somewhere and, and they don't accept you or it's kind of rough, just shake, you know. He warned them that when you're out there, there are, on the river, I'm going to tell you, there are rapids. Rapids are fun. They're also dangerous. There are hydraulics. There are strainers. There, I've had all these slides I was going to do. For, just, I love being on the water with my brothers and sisters. And so, for me, I'm going to put this down. Let me tell you about my pastoral style, my, my, my call to the ministry, and the way that I want you to hear about how I see myself and my place in this congregation as part of the body of Christ here. In a, in a canoe, the, the, the stern person in the back is the one that guides the canoe. It picks the path, okay? And, uh, and the, the, the bow person is the power. They, mm, they're just power, power. I'm in the front. I'm just paddling, okay? And in the back, you got the person, hopefully, who like has been on the river before, kind of knows where those hazards are, knows where the fun spots are, right? And, and uh, a really uh, experienced guide can read the water, can look downstream and anticipate where those fun spots are, where those dangerous parts are, where the challenging parts are, okay? And it's that person in the back with the paddle. My, my favorite thing is if, if, if in your, you're in a really great canoe trip, you've got a bow person who's pulling you down, and, I, and, and my my wife Beth will be in the bow sometimes because I'm a control freak, right? No, but because I can lay back and just kind of, you know, it's really easy to guide a canoe with the paddle in the in the back, especially on flat water, as long as the canoe is moving. If the canoe is not moving, it doesn't matter what you do. Okay, the canoe's got to be moving. Now on moving water. If you have forward momentum, you can approach a rapid and you can say, oh, and I can look ahead and I can say, okay, we're going we're gonna to go down river right or we're going to go down river left or there's a really cool chute right here. And, I, and, and I'll say, let's, let's go that way. And so the bow person can paddle and the, and the bow person can also look ahead and say, hey, there's a rock right there. There's a hazard right there. There's a hydraulic right there. And so you work together, but by and large, the bow person is relying on the experience and the ability of the stern person to steer the boat, to use that paddle well. So, I'm your pastor. One, one of the things that a really good team does is, uh, if, you ha if, if you're paddling in front, if you're always looking back to check and say, does he know what he's doing? <laughs> then, you know, you're going to run into stuff. So you got to, but you, that takes a little while to work out, to figure out if that, that, that guy or gal really knows what they're doing. Um, so you got to figure that out. What I have to figure out, though, is in anticipating where we can go, because there's lots of choices. 
Where's our strengths? Where's our weaknesses? And where are those challenges, those rapids that we're not really quite ready to shoot yet? But if we work on it and we practice, there'll come a day where we'll be able to do those class four or class fives and be beautiful. So the rapids are the place where the church performs, where, where God's power and the kingdom of God is narrowed into a focused amount of time, and we perform in those rapids. It is, it's what a canoe is made for. In rapids, however, especially if you've been on out for a long time, you can be tired in the middle of the day, and you're going through a long stretch of rapids. If you're really working it hard and you're really performing, you get tired. And in, I want to teach you a little bit about canoeing, paddling, and rapids. Uh, when there's a body of water that's really moving, it's called white water, it's really loud, you can't hear, you've got to kind of rely on knowing what, he, what each other's doing. But in the middle of rapids are often these things called eddies. Uh, is there anybody named Eddie in the room? Eddie. Would you come and sit right here? My last name's Eddie. That's perfect. Okay. An Eddie, an Eddie is a body of water located in the middle of the rapids that is not white water. It's flat water. And it's created when water flows around a rock. So Eddie is a rock, okay? You're going to be the rock. And you get your canoe. You come down the rapid and you say, I'm really tired. I really need to figure out where I'm going. I got to figure out if we're, in, if we're in trouble. And you pull your canoe in behind the Eddie. And there's this flat piece of water. And if, you, if you're really good, you find an eddy that maybe has a tree nearby. And, and the water in the middle of the rapids actually flows upstream behind that rock. So eddies are the favorite thing on a canoe trip because if, you, if you've been going all day and you've been in the rapids and they're really fun, you find a shady eddy and you, you, you can pull in behind the eddy, get your picnic lunch out, you know, play the mandolin. Well, you know, uh, it, is, it's, it is the high time on a canoe trip, finding an eddy in the middle of the day to take a rest, to take stock and say, oh wow, did you see how he shot that one? That was really cool. And also to look downstream and maybe identify future hazards. An eddy is your home. It's that home feeling. You got all your stuff, you, you know, make sure your life jacket's tight. And I hope that your time at church is an eddy for you. That's really what I think Sabbath is, what worship is, our time together. This is an eddy in the middle of your lives of discipleship following Jesus. Okay. Oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, I need you back. But the, the sermon text you just heard didn't say, go ahead and sit. Didn't say, and Jesus went home and everything was honky-dory and they got the picnic lunch out and they just stayed there because it was home. No, this is where Jesus called the 12. You guys go out, take a staff with you, nothing else, rely on me. So I want to teach you a, a small canoeing technique. It's called Eddie Out. Eddie Out. And when you eddy out, if you will, just pretend like this is the main flow, the powerful flow of the river flowing right down the center aisle here. And this is the eddy. And I'm behind the eddy in the still water. And to eddy out is when you say, okay, I've had my lunch. 
I've been fed, I feel strong, I'm cooled off, I'm ready to go. And you take your paddle and you place it in the moving water, into that rapid flowing stream, and this amazing thing happens. Without you exerting any paddling or skill, you stick it in and it will pull your canoe right down the direction that God is going. So as your pastor, while I'm not really familiar with this style of leadership, okay, I know there's good metaphors to this. You'll hear about them later when I'm in a hurry and I need to pull one out of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) But what you need to know about me is I tend to not like to panic in the middle of the rapids or run around the church with my hair on fire because we're behind on the budget or whatever. My style is more to become skilled and intimate with my fellow journeyers in this canoe. And when our time comes and when we're ready to go, we eddy out. We eddy out. And we go where God's going. And we trust and we believe that it is the spirit and the power of God, that river that flows through this world, and not we ourselves, um, that brings us not only to the salvation that Jesus promised, but to a world of justice and peace. Amen. Thank you, Eddie.